0: This interview was supported by an unrestricted educational grant from Beatrice. Beatrice had no role in the selection of the topics or the selection of the speakers and has not vetted or reviewed the content of any of the interviews. The views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Dr. Marla Shapiro, and I'm a member of the Board of Trustees of the International Menopause Society. And today, we are joined by an outstanding professor who is going to talk to us about diabetes and menopause. I mean, will you introduce yourself for our audience?
1: Yes. Hello. I'm Irene Lambrenoukaki. I'm professor of endocrinology in the National and Kapodistrian University of Athens, Greece. I'm scientific director of the European Menopause and Andropause Society, and I'm editor in chief and
0: Journal Maternity. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about diabetes, so firstly, for a global perspective of diabetes around the world, what do we know? Well, diabetes is a very common chronic disease which affects approximately
1: 10% of the adult population worldwide. The majority of diabetics have type 2 diabetes. This increase is mainly associated with aging of the population. Between 2015 and 2030, the world population aged over 60 years is projected to increase by 56%. Furthermore, the increase in the prevalence of diabetes is associated with the high rates of obesity in the Western countries. This data suggests that the number of postmenopausal women with diabetes will grow substantially during the coming years.
0: So, if we look at the relationship between menopause and diabetes, as you mentioned, how does that change it?
1: Menopause is the permanent cessation of menses due to oocyte depletion. This results in a decrease in endogenous testosterone. During this decrease, during the transition to menopause, women undergo metabolic and biochemical changes which increase the risk of diabetes. The major change is an increase in body adipose tissue, which occurs mainly in the trunkal region, affecting visceral fat. Clinical disc changes are apparent as an increase in waist circumference by a mean 4.5 centimeters according to a recent meta-analysis. Menopause is also associated with a decrease in muscle mass and a significant reduction in energy expenditure. This is mainly from fat oxidation, which favours an increase in total body weight without major changes in energy intake. These body composition changes increase insulin resistance, both in liver and in muscles. There's also experimental evidence that estrogen depletion can compromise pancreatic the cell function, affecting thus the insulin production. In summary, menopause, alters bone body composition and increases insulin resistance, which in predisposed women,
0: increase the risk of diabetes type two later in their life. Now, what about if we factor in women with premature ovarian failure or early menopause? How does that impact?
1: Premature ovarian failure is the cessation of menses before the age of 40 years. This is a condition that affects approximately 1% of the female adult population of reproductive age. There is substantial evidence that these women are at a high risk of developing diabetes later in their life. In a recent meta-analysis, of 13 clinical studies, those women with premature variant insufficiency had a 50% higher risk of incident type 2 diabetes compared to women who experienced menopause after the age of 45 years. Furthermore, surgical menopause-induced baleurovectomy also confers a higher risk of diabetes compared to women with natural menopause. At this point, we need to stress that the, there is not a cutoff an age cutoff below which the risk of diabetes increases significantly. It appears that there is an inverse association between the age at menopause and the risk of subsequent diabetes. This association has been demonstrated in major epidemiological studies, including the European Epic study and the American WHI study. This association is mainly based on the total duration of endogenous estrogen exposure. The shorter the oestrogen exposure in women's life,
0: the higher the risk of diabetes. Now, let's look at the converse. What about diabetes and its impact on menopause?
1: Well, there are data from large prospective cohort studies, which show that women with long-standing diabetes, predominantly type 1 diabetes, experience menopause at an earlier age compared to women without diabetes. The possible causes for this phenomenon include the autoimmune destruction of ovarian follicles, microvascular complications affecting ovarian blood supply, and also the toxic effects of chronic hyperglycemia in women whose diabetes is not adequately controlled. As for type 2 diabetes, data is controversial. Long-standing diabetes can be associated with early menopause. However, diabetes, which is diagnosed close to the age of menopause is associated with later menopause. This may be
0: probably mediated by the higher BMI in women with type 2 diabetes. So as women are entering menopause, what strategies can they use to reduce the risk of acquiring diabetes?
1: Well, most of the adverse metabolic consequences of the menopause can be countered by lifestyle changes such as uh, optimal diet, increase in physical activity, cessation of smoking, and moderation in alcohol consumption. Weight loss in overweight or obese women is very important for the prevention of diabetes. However, as bone health and sarcopenia are also important concerns during the menopausal period, only gradual and modest weight loss should be recommended, approximately 5% of the initial body weight annually.
0: Okay. Specific- now, what about, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. What about um, the role of menopausal hormone therapy? Once we uh, have women who are symptomatic and we decide to go ahead and treat them, what role will that have in terms of diabetes?
1: Uh, well,
0: there is good evidence that menopausal hormone
1: therapy improves glycemic control in women with pre-existing diabetes. So, Diabetic women with indications to receive hormone therapy should be offered the option of menopausal hormone therapy after careful cardiovascular risk stratification. This is performed to exclude women at very high risk of cardiovascular disease. Example of these risk factors precluding menopausal hormone therapy include established cardiovascular disease, other target organ damage, early onset type one diabetes of very long duration, usually over 20 years. For all other perimenopausal or recently postmenopausal women with diabetes, menopausal hormone therapy should be considered. Right. As these Women usually have coexisting cardiovascular risk factors such as obesity or hypertension, the transdermal route is preferred as it is associated with a substantially lower risk of thrombosis. Furthermore, so a uh, metabolically inert progestogens should be used in these women with inhibitors such as micronized progesterone or tetrogesterone, or low-dose oral or transdermal
0: norethysterone. Now, in terms of diabetes itself, is the medical treatment of diabetes in postmenopausal women different compared to the general diabetic population?
1: Well, most women who type 2 diabetes in menopause will require pharmacological treatment, so the choice of the appropriate medication should follow the general guidelines. However, special consideration should be given to the effect of each medication on body weight, and this is a crucial factor for women entering the menopause. Metformin, for example, has a neuter or a slightly beneficial effect on body weight, while the newer medications, such as sodium glucose transporter 2 inhibitors or TLP1 receptor agonists can more potently reduce body weight. Furthermore, as menopause is associated with mineral density decline, medications that increase fractures, such as the glitazone, should be used in court, with caution
0: in these women. Well, this has been so interesting. Thank you so much for joining us today and bringing us up to date on diabetes and menopause.
1: Thank you.